The clearest path to manifesting love in your life is to first love yourselves. We hold nothing but love for you. We are not judging anything that you do, regardless of how it's judged across humanity. But the more you love yourselves and the more you feel your own worthiness, the more you step into that, the more you detune your concern of the judgment from others, because you're never going to be able to control the way others feel about you. The very best that you have to offer humanity is the high vibrational version of you, the, the self-loving, self-appreciating version of you. That is supreme confidence and you are all capable of that. So make your work loving you more, feeling the safety and security and abundance of the universe that is always available to you. Feel that, love yourselves more, and don't get so caught up in categorization and labels that it's dragging your vibration down. Be proud of, of, of however you are discerning your, your, your preferences. We're here with Wendy Pristinsky, who is a Taya Bootcamp graduate. She has a very interesting array of topics uh, that we're going to dive into. So we're just going to dive right into it. Hi, Wendy. Hello there. How's it going? I'm doing great. So you messaged me about talking about certain things that I had to Google. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was really interesting. It was fascinating. And I'm certainly aware that uh, the, the labels that we have for different facets of, of human sexuality uh, are expanding. And, and so there are things that I have not heard of. I remember when uh, Tatiana was living with us, she was uh, 16 at the time and she, we enrolled her in high school and she was telling me about her friends that she had met at this new school where we were living in San Francisco. And I said, so, you know, what are your friends about? What are they like? And, you know, are they, and of course, inevitably I said, you know, are some of your friends gay? And she starts listing and it was like, this one was asexual. This one was pansexual. This one was something else. And, and she got off into words and terms that I'd never even heard of. And I thought, wow, you know, when I was in high school, everyone pretended to be straight because you would, you know, get the crap beat out of you if you weren't. And there was pretty much straight and gay and that was it. You know, maybe the idea of bi was out there, but there, there weren't all of these uh, other identities. And the idea of being trans was something that you might see on television if your parents, you know, let you stay up late enough. So these are interesting topics. So I'm kind of going to have you just dive into to the ones that you want to cover and just share your interest in them. Right. So we're going to talk mostly about uh, asexuality and the asexual spectrum. Now, the, the term asexuality has only been out um, only in the past uh, two decades or so. It's mostly uh, as a result of online discussions, uh, internet forums, uh, places like Tumblr. And uh, there is um, a lot of the information I'm taking is from this uh, Asexual Visibility and Education Network, asexuality.org, I believe, called Even for Short. So I really became interested in this because I'd never heard of it myself. And uh, basically what asexuality is, is the lack of sexual attraction to other people or of being much lower, having a much lower degree of sexual attraction than most people. So I, uh, and also a disclaimer, I'm not speaking on behalf of um, all asexual people or uh, I'm not a spokeswoman. Uh, this is uh, clearly- You might the, be after the, this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, this is clear the views of Wendy and uh, not affiliated with anyone else. So it's just what I've discovered. So um, 
it's basically a, a spectrum. It can be, be best described as a spectrum. So you have one on side, uh, asexual is like no sexual attraction whatsoever, like none, zilch, zero. And on the other side, you have allosexual, which is just regular, plain old sexuality in all of its forms. Now, how did you pronounce that? Allosexual. Allosexual? Yeah, A-L-L-O, sexual. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. I've never so, heard that. That's a new one. I, you didn't give me that one to Google. Uh, well, that's uh, that's the term for, you know, plain old sexy folk, you know, and then you have the the a spectrum. <laughs> so, um, so in between uh, asexual and allosexual, you're going to have different degrees and it, this, uh, this kind of hinterland is called uh, gray sexuality, or gray ace. So you're going to have people in the middle that may describe themselves as say demisexual is that they will only experience it, that level of attraction if, the, if, an, if an emotional uh, bond is made. You also have, uh, say, uh, if there's examples, includes ace flux or ace spike, your, your sexuality will vary at different times uh, throughout your life. And uh, it's basically, yeah, in flux or it could just uh, ebb and flow. And, uh, and all of it is valid. And even though it is, is very new and it's mostly being discussed among young people, it is uh, considered a, a valid part of the uh, uh, LGBTQ plus the, the alphabet mafia. So it has um, been only recently introduced into say uh, pride activities. We've got pride month coming up next, uh, next month and there's already been um, you know, um, meetings with people, there's been uh, like conferences, um, they've been asked to be included in uh, pride activities. And yeah, there's one, uh, one photo of a group of uh, folks who were ace and one of them had a sign, I think it summed it up really nicely and it was Netflix and actually chill. So that was <laughs> one of my favorite, that was one of my favorite uh, uh, definitions that I like to use. Yeah, so the the spectrum of, of human sexuality, it's going to be interesting to hear from the stream on the topic, and we, we will bring the stream in, in a little bit, and, and they will share on all of these things. But the, the spectrum of human sexuality, I think, is a reflection of our advanced intelligence, that, that we are discerning preferences. Uh, and it's funny when people want to compare us to animals. You know, that there are some people that, that believe that homosexuality doesn't occur in the animal kingdom uh, or certainly not on the degree that it does across humanity and sort of say, look, it's not natural because a lot of animals don't exhibit this, although some do. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this, by the same token, you know, people that want to say, well, it is normal, quote unquote, because it occurs in the animal kingdom. I, I still don't think that it's a great comparison because we obviously have this ability to discern and create and evolve that the animals of our world don't yet have. So that comparison isn't great anyway. And if you're taking judgment out, and you know, in the Taya practice and the streams teachings are all about removing fear and judgment. If you take fear and judgment out, you get to, to express yourself however you want to express yourself. You know, the judgment of all of this, even the judgment of all the labels, we were laughing about the labels, you know, and I'm just laughing at myself because the world is evolving and it's speeding up and younger generations are creating things that I'm not even aware of because it's just not in my sphere of, uh, of concern at this point, but the judgment of you must be this or you have to be that, I see that so much uh, ex expressed by, by human beings. You know, we're, we're so judgmental that this thing shouldn't be because it's not our choice 
or this thing shouldn't be because we've never heard of it before, or we don't understand it, therefore it should not be. And it's sort of like you're saying, I can't comprehend that, so I just can't be part of it because I can't comprehend it. But obviously I'm one that is curious and I want to comprehend things. It may not be something that I want to partake in, but learning about it and satisfying your curiosity of, wow, you know, here's a whole new set of terms that I've never even heard. I find things like that very intriguing, which is probably why I have a podcast <laughs> so that we can talk about stuff like this. So I understand that it's, 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 a, it's a scenario where you're not necessarily this way always. And there are people certainly who identify themselves as heterosexual and then at some point they no longer do that. I always knew that I was gay. I, I can recall five, six years old knowing that I was gay, that I was attracted to other males. And I know people in my personal life now that are over 50 uh, that tell me that they were attracted to women at one time and then that changed. And you know, from my perspective, it's easy to say, oh no, you were always, you were just in the closet. You were, you were pushing that down. You know, you were always gay and you, you know, just decided to get comfortable with it and come out of the closet at some point. You didn't turn gay. You were always gay. But why do we even have to have that type of stance? You know, it's so funny because sometimes the people that seek tolerance the most can also be very intolerant. And I have found that amongst my people of the gay community as well. And I just am very allowing of everyone to have their path without judgment. And all of that judgment is always rooted in that was not my experience. And so for me to feel good about my experience, I need you to concur with it, or I need you to have the same experience. And you have to question why we ever think that, you know, why do we think that someone else's experience is a threat to ours? or someone else's gender identity, or however we're calling that now is a threat to ours. I make jokes about it for sure. But at the end of the day, I want everyone to be able to live a life of joy. And the idea of sex or gender expression, I know they're different things, but that's all human construct. It's human creation that women are supposed to be this and men are supposed to be that, and we're supposed to behave this way, and we're supposed to pair off in these opposite gender couples and have our two or three children and pay our taxes and, and die. You know, that's what we're told to do in life. And we're seeing this blossoming now uh, that a lot of us are referring to as an awakening period for humanity. And I fully am on board for that. I fully see that humanity is transitioning. That's what Taya and the stream are all about, transitioning out of that old uh, construct of fear and keeping everybody in a template. Even if it served the expansion of humanity, we obviously don't need it anymore. We don't need borders and we don't need the type of governments that we've had. We don't need to be told how to live and what to do. We need roads and we need you know, a postal service and, and internet and things like that. But we really don't need to be told that this is what your life's supposed to be. And we're seeing more and more people pushing against that and flowing in a different direction now. And I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And the need to label other people and to label ourselves and to find a, a box to fit in, that's a very basic human thing. Like we need to know where do we belong? And it's like, why, why am I different? So I, do I fit into this box? Do I fit into this box? I gotta, you got to pick a team. You know, you got uh, you know, you to you pick a side and it's ride or die. And right. it's a very human thing to do. And it's, it's absolutely fine. And I think it's, um, you know, it's a starting, it's a place to start. And 
you can you can get to the point beyond labels eventually you know uh rupaul charles has this wonderful saying you can call me he you call me she you can call me regis and kathy lee you know <laughs> that's that's beyond label thinking and i i was thinking of that i was as i was doing my research and i call it my research i'm 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 dr wendy now online and it was fascinating i went down the rabbit hole and i was finding you know micro labels within the, these uh, these sexuality spectrums and they have their own flags and their own definitions and you know um like you know labels that were so small they can't stand on their own and you know it was a little bewildering but at the same time it's like wow we're really we're really uh you know we're going really beyond the yeah the the man woman husband wife picket fence and you know 2.5 kids and yes that's actually it's absolutely you know in the realm of you know the younger kids being into it and being more more open and accepting to it but it shouldn't be limited to your your generation absolutely on these forums there are older people you know who have you know who felt different all their lives but now they're they're you know, becoming open to new ideas and to new identities. Yeah, I remember when I told, you've all heard the story if you've listened to me for a while or read my book, that I, you know, I told my mother I was gay, she never spoke to me again for the rest of her life, 20 years, and never, never again. And when I told my grandmother, my grandmother was actually more open to it. You know, my mother's mother was more open to it than my mother was. My mother took it as this personal attack on her and a reflection on her parenting, which wasn't great anyway. So I don't know why she had so much pride around it, but she took it as a personal thing. My grandmother didn't. And I remember my, my grandmother never stopped speaking to me. She never challenged any of that. Uh, I remember her telling me that she loved me no matter what. And I was still her grandson, which was amazing. And this is a very religious woman in the, in the South who lived 95 years within a few blocks of one little town, you know, two houses. She grew up in one house, she built another house and died in that house. So, you know, her world was very small and she was open-minded enough. And she wasn't this, give me a hug, I love you baby type of grandmother at all. She was German and very, you know, very standoffish and sort of cold. You know, my family was very waspy that way. We didn't hug, we didn't say, I love you. We didn't do any of that stuff. You know, it was kind of a, a handshake and hello and goodbye. And so I knew that she loved me. She expressed her love in her own way. And she was, she was good to us growing up and she was involved in our lives. So it was nice to still have her in my life after I came out of the closet. And I remember um, more than 10 years, uh, I was probably in my late thirties, early forties. I went to visit her with my then partner. And, you know, she said, I say, if you're happy, just go for it, just go for it. If you're happy, just go for it. I thought, okay, that's an interesting thing from a 95 year old woman. And I, you know, that's not necessarily the most open-minded person in the world. And in the next breath, she says, but everyone, if everyone turns gay, we're not going to have any more babies and humanity is going to die out. I said, well, I'm not really representing everyone here, you know, but it's funny that, you know, she was so forward thinking and then flipped right on that fear of you can't be gay because we need to produce more humans. We can't have that. And the only way that we're going to produce more humans is, you know, a, a nuclear uh, heterosexual family. And so... I thought that was asexual just very... reproduction. Not, yeah. I was going to say asexual reproduction, like you learned in uh, biology class. <laughs> yeah, the very clinical, uh, yeah, this is how it is. And, you know, the, I remember them teaching us that pretty young and not really even understanding what all that was. 
And then it started, you know, you connect the dots. When you get a little older, you start connecting the dots. Like, ah, that's what all that's about. Okay, great. But obviously it's not just about that. You know, there's, there's lots of things that, that humans enjoy doing together that do not necessarily result in reproduction. And yet we still enjoy them and still are driven to do them. And it's, it's interesting that especially religions, you know, and sometimes government, which can be the same thing, you know, demonizing that, criminalizing that even, you know, that is wrong. You can't do that. In fact, we just did a, a podcast. Uh, it's, it's, it will have been published by the time this one gets published. Uh, it's not quite out yet, but I did one with Luke from boot camp who it came out of the closet as a gay man while he was in boot camp, and actually his wife uh, left and took their child and moved uh, back to Pakistan. And he didn't see his child for a while and went and visited his child. And while he was there was actually abducted and taken in for questioning for being gay. Oh, and wow. he shares that whole experience in the podcast. And, and you know, I was in communication with him while he was over there. And I have to say, you know, as much as I talk about detuning fear, I was a little concerned that I might not see him back here anytime soon, if at all, because it, it is a crime punishable by death in that culture. So he shares all of that. I'm sure that had to be a scary thing to suddenly be outed as gay and taken in for questioning. And they were calling him all kinds of names. And, you know, it's, it's very frowned upon in that culture. Uh, but then I hear that it's very common in that culture, too, that there's a lot, there's a whole underground society of it that exists, you know, in, in that part of the world. So you're not going to stop people from doing the things that they are driven to do. But this episode is really all about people that are not necessarily driven to do those things, that, that that's not a major factor in their lives. And I have to think that, um, you know, as, as enjoyable, I find sex to be, you, there's, your life could be a lot simpler if you didn't have that natural attraction. And I wonder how many people really are like that or at least like that on occasion, you know, through different periods of their lives and actually feel judged for being that way. Yeah, I believe according to research, approximately 1% of the population is considered asexual. There has been some research done. Um, I forget which, which universities did it, but there is starting to be research done on the asexual uh, spectrum. Yeah, and it's uh, and it's also interesting that that um, we we have this need to be identified as a group, and I think that that's part of the detuning of the judgment to say, hey, I I exist. This is how I am and what I am. I'm not fitting in anybody's category, but I want to make peace with that. And part of my peacemaking process is that we're going to have a name for it, and some cool names. Ace sounds really cool. Right? <laughs> some really Indeed. cool names to describe these things and yeah I, I think it's okay to express yourself and live your life however you want to live it certainly there's another topic i'm going to get into and then we're going to bring the stream in however though and this is more around gender identity and i was just talking to somebody uh, about this uh, i talk so much on zoom i can't i can't even keep straight who i'm speaking to but i did just had a conversation with someone about uh, the, the fact that the idea that you want to identify as they or he or she or whatever, I believe everybody should, should be able to identify that way. But I think when you start pushing against and getting really upset and really offended when the world is not instantaneously uh, conforming to that, you're, you're, you're setting yourself up for heartache. You're setting yourself up for a bumpy ride because we're not all on the same path. And not everybody is, is, is ready for, for your brand of gender uh, identity. And you don't need them to be. 
you don't need their approval and you may be judged. In fact, you will be judged. We all get judged. I get judged for being a channel. I get judged for, you know, lots of things, certainly probably being a gay man and a gay channel even. You know, I've heard in, in sex of spiritual spirituality, like, well, how can he be channeling source? He's gay. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're judging me for that, but then you're into channeling and you're into this sort of spiritual thinking. So that's even out there. I don't know what their fringe name is, but there, there is that group that are spiritual, but they're still very tied to traditional religion. And yeah. that, you know, they, they need their spiritual teachers to be heterosexual. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting when I, when I heard about that a little bit. So this idea of I'm going to create this label for myself so that I can make peace with it and be and have an identity. But that whole identity thing, we know that that is an egocentric human trait, that, that we are the ones in the stream is going, I can already tell you what they're going to say about a lot of this, just because I channel so much on so many topics. But the whole idea of measuring an identity and categorization, that is all 3D, that is all a human quality in the energetic realm we are eternal energetic beings and there's so it's all fluid nothing but fluidity in in that realm and i i know that they're going to say because they've said this many times about sexuality they are going to come in and share that we are all eternal beings so we've all been everything and when you bring that energy and that awareness even if it's somewhat overshadowed by your ego consciousness into a human state of being you are naturally going to be more fluid in your thinking and in your expression, but you are learning to be a human being. So our surroundings are our teachers, our parents, our grandparents, our culture, our religion, television, internet. You know, these are the things that we pick up from at a very early age of what is quote unquote right and what is wrong and how you're supposed to operate. And then we get into adulthood, perhaps even uh, pre-adult, you know, the teen years, we start realizing that, gosh, I'm not really fitting into this box that I'm supposed to fit into. You know, I remember thinking that as, as a young gay guy in Louisiana where nobody was openly gay, you know, and at that time in the 70s and 80s, there were a handful of gay characters on television and it was never depicted as a positive thing until the late 90s when well, Ellen and Will and Grace were sort of the groundbreakers, you know, for te- television and gay people being represented on TV in a positive way, instead of being freaks or made fun of, or, you know, somebody pretending to be gay as a joke. That's what I grew up with. You know, I grew up with Billy Crystal on soap. That was the first gay character I ever remember seeing on television. And, you know, he was a source of ridicule and shame. And that's, that's what I was taught. I think it was amazing. If you think about the time that you're probably too young to remember that show, it was a great show. And that, uh, that they actually depicted, had a gay character, period, on television. And again, I had to be you know, seven, eight years old when that show came on the air. I already knew that I was gay. So I was very intrigued by that show. It was a very urbane adult show. <laughs> and thank goodness I was sort of a latchkey kid and I could just do whatever I wanted and watch all the shows that I wanted. My television was my educator as a child. It really was. And I had a window to the world you know, through that screen. And, and that character was a positive and a negative, you know, the positive was, Hey, you know, that's what this is. You know, when I see, you know, men, I, I find that attractive. Uh, and I don't understand that because that's not how, you know, that's, I'm not, I'm being taught that that's wrong, but here's another person like that, that is surviving. Although it's not really, uh, was not a positive depiction by any stretch of the imagination, but that was groundbreaking. I think that they did that at that time. And then of course, now 
uh, you know, we have openly trans people now starring in TV shows and movies and things like that. So things have progressed significantly and being gay on TV at this point is just no big deal for most people. So let's bring in the stream. Let's bring in the stream and see what they have to say about all of this. They may have some new insight. They may have some more uh, words to add to the dictionary. And uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with the stream and Wendy Persinski. The Taya practice is changing lives all over the world. Listen to what just a few of our Taya Bootcamp graduates have to say. Taya practice has taken my professional life, me, to a new level of abundance and happiness and joy on a daily level of existence that I didn't even know was possible. This work is profound. If you do the Taya Bootcamp and maintain a daily practice, you will fundamentally change your life. It changes everything about you, and it, it, it will affect all other aspects of your life, your health, your, your career, your money, your relationships. And I think that certainly has helped with my anxiety, with my mental health. I'm realizing that, wait a second, I do deserve the best in life. If you're ready to release fear and old limiting beliefs and learn to truly trust the universe to deliver all your desires, then it's time for you to join Taya Bootcamp. Visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash TYA today and book your free discovery meeting. We are here. Thank you for joining us today. We're really excited to talk with you. We understand that you have a topic of interest and some questions for us. Yes. So David and I have been talking on the subject of asexuality. We've had discussions of sexuality before, but we haven't yet talk, uh, talked about um, people who may experience little to no sexual attraction. And it's in recent years, people have been discussing the asexual spectrum in which people may experience no sexual attraction at all throughout their lives and some who may only experience a little bit, but definitely less than most people. And they're trying to find their place and they're assigning labels and identities and getting together and discussing and sharing information, spreading information. And they want their voices heard. They want to be accepted. They want to be understood. And this is a wonderful development. This is just another step in you know, humanity's ex expansion and the um, diversification. So we want to hear your input on this. We will begin with explaining that in case you are not aware of this already, and we understand that many of you are, but we will, we, will, we will start at the beginning, that understanding that, that you are all eternal beings at your core, that you have all expressed yourselves in physical, in endless ways, eternally. You, you do not manifest as a strand of consciousness as something sophisticated as a human being as a first manifestation. 
in, in, in fact, manifestations in, in physical do not operate that way at all. You, you are all eternal. You are all energetic beings. You are all expressions of that which we are, expressions of what you may indeed call source or God even. And in your expressing yourselves in physical, you are part of a collective consciousness of humanity, but you are also part of the consciousness that is source that flows through all creation eternally. So you have been endless expressions, more than you could possibly comprehend from your human perspective. So you're bringing that energy, that wholeness of all that you are into a physical expression and you are vibrationally aligning with a physical vehicle, in, in this case, a human physical vehicle to experience the earth environment. And the earth environment is an environment of polarity, often called duality, in that you, you have two of almost everything, opposite ends of the spectrum, if you will. And, and certainly the, the gender expression has, has, has two variations. And you are all aware that those variations serve a purpose in reproduction. But it's important to understand that reproduction by universal design is part of the, 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 the sexual process. The, but the enjoyment of sex for a, a physical being, and in this case, a human being, is, is not specific to the reproduction process. That was never the intention. It, 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 was, it was meant to be a byproduct of that. Sort of like in your design, us saying, give them something that they enjoy doing very much. And in some instances, this will result in, in the propagation of the species. You, you see your, your other physical beings that, that are driven to this, even though they lack your ability to discern and, and your ability to, to evolve the way that that humanity evolves. Look at all of the creation that, that humanity has created as a mutation of the earth environment, as an anomaly of the earth environment. Your higher intelligence is just that. So with your higher intelligence, you are naturally going to be exploring more of your eternal nature in physical, meaning discerning your preferences, and in discerning your preferences, being able to express yourselves however you wish. But understand as well that you are all moving through vibrational flow and, and you are all vibrational beings. Therefore, none of you are stagnant. And the idea of, of assigning yourselves to an identity and staying in that identity is a matter of preference. That is not necessarily popular thought but we want to remove the judgment out of that discernment. Many of you are, are, are finding yourselves fighting, saying that, that you are this and you were born this and you must be this. However, you're all far more fluid than that energetically. And there is certainly nothing wrong. We are not judging your preference. Your preference is just that. You come and experience the earth environment. You have a set of, of of aspects that, that emerge as dominant aspects about you to give you this one-off unique human journey. And in doing that, you are going to emerge as a, as a type of being. And yes, that being is, is a combination of your environment 
all that you brought into your environment is the eternal strand of consciousness and your preference. All of that combined makes you who and what you are. And we are not judging any of it. The judgment of that is the very thing that drives most of you to want to assign a label and place yourselves on a path that is a templated path. We are not judging that. The, the, the idea of being sexual or non-sexual or asexual or pansexual, bisexual, all of these things and more are all your own unique paths, your journeys that you are manifesting. And it, it is up to your discernment to discern your preferences. And your preferences very much are rooted in the things that you find appealing, the things that you enjoy. And you, your preferences away from things are, are absolutely rooted in the things that you have experienced that you do not enjoy. We guide you to peel away the layers of judgment of all of that. Peeling away the layers of judgment that cause you to believe that you need to identify and continually identify in, in a very specific template of life. That is a human created idea. The, the, the idea of asexuality, you may very well not have an interest in, in, in sexual activity. You may not have an interest in actual physical sexual activity, but you enjoy viewing others who do. You may or may not be this way throughout your life. You may weave in and out of it depending on what's going on in your current vibration. And some of this may indeed be rooted in the teachings that you absorb you decide to discern a preference away from sexuality because there is so much pressure and so much judgment and, and, and so much drama, if you will, worked into that topic in, in humanity. Because if you did not have all of these teachings that tried to place you into a template, into a box, telling you that you are either straight or gay or bi, or you are expressing yourself as male or female or something in between, if you did not have all of that going on, if you stripped away all of that and were just allowed to come and be and, 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 and sort of experience and sample and sort through and, and have different experiences, you would all be far more joyous. You would all be operating in a state of, of joy and clarity and abundance more of the time. There would be other contrasts that would hold you away from that sometimes. But this human construct around sexuality is so prevalent in your environment. And it's simply because there was a time when your leaders wanted to round you up into groups and claim ownership of you and the land that you inhabited, and then wanted to create more of you for safety and commerce. And in that desire to create more, the idea of the, the, the one man, one woman, sometimes one man, multiple women, uh, family unit was, was what was created from that. And in that creation was all about reproduction, procreation, making more of them, more warriors, more workers, more uh, safety in numbers as far as just having that, that population that drives the commerce and the security. So that's where all of that came from. And in those constructs, you were all told that you had to be heterosexual. You had to pair off in opposite gender couples and op opposite gender relationships and that you had to reproduce, that the sexual activity without reproduction as a goal was wrong. So that vibration became a dominant vibration across humanity and all of the judgment around sexuality and the collective consciousness emerged from that.
and anyone that didn't fit into that, and there were many more than, than you even begin to realize didn't fit into that, but fit themselves into that, became that out of duty, became that because for them it was the path of least resistance perhaps. But as you progress through society, as, as, as you became more sophisticated as a society, you began to question these institutions and you were operating at a time in, in what you were perceiving as linear time and a level of sophistication across humanity in the earth environment where you are questioning like never before. And your questioning is, is causing the fracturing of your institutions. This is why government and religion and monarchy and all of these things are starting to fracture and crumble right in front of you. This is why borders are, are falling. This is, this is why everyone is, 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 is questioning in one way or another. And in the, the mass questioning, and, and when we say everyone, we mean everyone because you're all questioning, but the questioning is resulting in different behaviors. So those of you that are questioning and systematically raising your vibration and allowing your source connection to be more realized are moving further and further away for the need of labels and judgment and rules. But when you are operating below neutral, you are then more impacted by the polarity of the earth environment because you, you are working out of balance with your eternal soul consciousness. Your ego is an overdrive. And your ego serves you well when it's balanced with your eternal soul consciousness. But when you are operating below neutral, you are cutting yourselves off from your source connection. And in cutting yourselves off from your source connection, you are going down in vibration where polarity, duality is more in, impactful. And down there in that space is where you're believing you're having to categorize and take sides. And you're needing to get into a box and you need to be right and everyone else is wrong, or you need to get into a box and be identified as such in order to be respected. However, you all possess the ability to express yourselves however you wish, raising your vibration in the process, feeling protected by the universe, feeling the detuning of judgment of others, and therefore the detuning of judgment of self, and no longer placing yourselves in the path of being impacted by the judgment of others. So if you aren't concerned at all about being judged by others and simply operating your lives as you desire, you are not necessarily needing all of that. However, that is a product of your earth environment. So, so we are not labeling the labels as wrong. It is an aspect of the earth environment. You are going to, to measure, you're going to categorize, but understand that the more you begin categorization, the more fuel you are adding to the potential singling out discrimination, being treated differently because, because you are the ones placing yourselves in the box. So as much as that is seen as progress, and it is an aspect of progress, the fact that, that these different mindsets have an identity at all and are being shared, and, and, and we understand very much you're needing to label for that purpose, but we guide you to be easy about the labels because the labels go down the spiral very quickly. The labels very quickly turn into duality. The labels very quickly turn into a categorization that then sets you up in the path of victimization. So have your labels, have your identity, but have your label and your identity in a fluid state of appreciation of all that you are, all that is in your environment and the universe, 
and understand that not everyone is ready for your label and be okay with that. Be okay with the fact that not all of humanity is ready for your identity or your label. Feel the protection of the universe in that. Feel the love of self and the confidence. And we guide you very much away from needing the approval of others to feel good about yourselves or needing the approval of others to feel validated about yourselves. That, that your state of being, your preference, which is your preference, is right or wrong based on the opinion of others. The more you move up your spiral, the more you systematically raise your vibration and love yourselves and all that is, and allow yourselves to move through your life experiencing things, experience after experience. And some of these experiences turn out to be your preferences, and some of these experiences turn out not to be your preferences. But understanding that the discernment between the two and the fluidity of movement between the two and the combination of these experiences, both wanted and unwanted, are the very thing that's creating the expansion that you came to the earth environment for in the first place. So from that higher vibrational perspective of identifying yourselves however you wish, operating your lives however you wish, and not needing the validation or approval of any other being, that's going to set you in a vibration where those labels and those judgments and in this categorization is, is inconsequential to you. But when you go down and you, you need the approval of others, and you, you were speaking uh, prior to our full entry on, on, on pride celebrations, there's nothing wrong with you being proud and there's nothing wrong with you celebrating that. But when you are being proud and celebrating in the vibration of teaching other people, understand that you do not have control over the other beings. The very best that you have to offer is the very best version of you, which is the confident, self-loving, worthy, high vibrational version of you. And when you do that, and notice that's how your society operates. Notice that as, as, as the positive examples are offered, as positive examples in high vibration, as opposed to the ones out fighting against, that's when the true change happens. That's when humanity comes around to catching up to speed with some who are living on the fringe. The fringe is the leading edge. The fringe is, is, is fearless. The fringe is all about expressing yourselves how you wish to express yourselves understanding that when you are operating in high vibration, you are not harming another, but you're also not needing the approval of another. The, the others are not part of your experience beyond just being the co-creators of the earth environment. And when you can learn to appreciate all that is, regardless of where they are in their process, and not needing to judge them as wrong in their judgment of you, because you're judging them as wrong in their judgment of you is only going to attract more judgment right back to you. So if you are seeking tolerance, you must first be tolerant. If you are being intolerant of another's intolerance, you are fueling more intolerance. So enjoy your lives, live your lives the way that you wish. If you are flowing into a period where sexual activity is not of interest to you, celebrate the fact that it is not of interest to you. There, there, there is no right or wrong in that. There, there is no label that says as a human being, you must be a sexual being or that you must be a sexual being all the time. 
there is no label that says that 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 your sexual interests or attractions have to be static. There simply is not. You get to discern your preferences. You get to operate your lives. And when you are operating high on the spiral of love of self and all that is, the categorization and judgment of others is not going to impact you. Wow. That, that is just fantastic. I, I, you know, I, I really hope this, you know, this all reaches out to people, especially to those who still feel that, you know, they're lost and that, you know, misunderstood, or they're just trying to convince other people that, you know, they are valid. And, you know, people who are asking, who am I? And, you know, it's, um, I really hope that, you know, they may get some value from this message. Uh, do you have any parting words for us? Our parting words in this discussion would be that the clearest path to manifesting love in your life is to first love yourselves. We hold nothing but love for you. We are not judging anything that you do, regardless of how it's judged across humanity. But the more you love yourselves and the more you feel your own worthiness, the more you step into that, the more you detune your concern of the judgment from others, because you're never going to be able to control the way others feel about you. The very best that you have to offer humanity is the high vibrational version of you, the, the self-loving, self-appreciating version of you. That is supreme confidence and you are all capable of that. So make your work loving you more, feeling the safety and security and abundance of the universe that is always available to you. Feel that, love yourselves more, and don't get so caught up in categorization and labels that it's dragging your vibration down. Be proud of, of, of however you are discerning your, your, your preferences. And understand that when you are operating in high vibration, you are never going to be do, doing anything in, in opposition to universal law. You are never going to be operating in such a way that is harming yourselves or another because you are loving yourselves and you will then be attracting others into your life experience who feel the same way as we do. With much love, that is what we have. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> so did they get me in trouble? No, it was fantastic. <laughs> do I have angry an onslaught of angry emails? If I do, it's okay. I'm just kidding. All right. So uh, let's kind of explore a little bit. What did you get from them on that? Uh, validation comes from within. Do not look for it any. Do not look for it out there. Because you're not everyone, of course, is going to understand you. They're not going to prop you up. You have to find it within. And of course, it all starts with loving yourself first. And you're not going to find it. You're not, whatever you're looking for, you're not going to find what you want on the lower end of the spiral. It's you got to get, you got to get up that spiral. That's, that's where the good stuff is. And that's where, that's where the good experiences are. That's where the growth is. That's where in, you know, the, the, that's, that's where, you know, you, that's what, that's where we're going to find what you're looking for. 
it was it was a lot but yeah it's like don't try to hammer hammer yourself into a box in that yeah labels do have some value but there's a limit to it it can only get you so far and you have to be true to yourself be honest with yourself and don't worry about anyone everyone else so yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still uh, buzzing myself. So, well, that's they delivered a lot in a little bit of time because I think we're we're pretty much right on schedule here. Uh, so we kept it to an hour. It's a big topic, uh, a yeah. lot of interesting things for sure. And uh, if there's some topics that you want to go Google after this and learn a little bit more about them, but I think the overall message has got to be allow people to to have their identity, allow people to express themselves how they wish to express themselves. Uh, when you're operating at the top of your spiral, you're not going to be doing anything to harm anybody else. And certainly the idea of being asexual shouldn't be a threat to anyone. You know, it's someone discerning their preference to, to, to not be sexual. And we say to discerning preference, our vibration is, is preferential. And so a lot of times things feel natural to us uh, and the discerning of preferences is just that. It really is following our instincts. Uh, I can say for myself, I, I have never been sexually attracted to women. You know, even though I see pictures of women that I think are beautiful and, and see what men could see in women, I see that. But I have never been sexually attracted to women. So, you know, speaking in terms of the Kinsey scale, uh, I'm pretty far over into whichever way is, is, is completely gay as far as I know. But how much of that is my eternal state of being expressing itself in this lifetime? And how much of that is just the conditioning, you know, that I've experienced that I've just decided that this is the path that I'm traveling down and I'm, I'm very comfortable with it. I like it and I'm not looking to change it. And that's okay. You know, this, this idea of I was born this way and you can't discriminate against me because I was born this way. I always say, well, who cares if you weren't born that way? You know, who cares if you've just decided you're not hurting anyone? You know, if, if consenting adults are consenting adults, and if you decide you want to partake in an activity that's not my preference, that's none of my business. You're not hurting anyone. And I know when we're operating at the top of our spiral, we're not harming. We're not needing to harm. And that's the distinction there. You know, we, we're not interested in doing something that might harm somebody else in some way. So that's the difference. You know, sex should be a, a pleasurable thing for everyone involved. Or why are you doing it, right? So that's you know down the spiral sex, up the spiral sex. We could have a whole podcast just on that, but that's the difference, really. So when you're talking about consenting adults getting together and having activities, that's their business, and the all that judgment that we have around it to me just seems ridiculous. All all of that judgment around it, you know. And I live in Palm Springs, which is a, a pretty you know it's a playground. People come here, there's uh, swingers clubs here, and there's all kinds of clothing optional resorts and all sorts of things here. And that's just what goes on. And it doesn't hurt anybody. You know, it's not a big deal. It's, it's only made a big deal in certain places. And in this town, it's not. This is a, a pretty open town in a lot of ways, but that it can be closed in others. And one of the interesting things, and I'm going to have to end up on this one, one of the interesting things I do notice about this community is, by and large, the people here want tolerance but when someone isn't completely ready to tolerate, they're very intolerant of that. Very judgmental of that. And that, that needs some detuning as well, because we know in this practice, anything you push against, you are feeding, you're giving fuel to it. 
So if you're focused on something that you don't like, you're actually manifesting more of it in your bubble of reality. And the collective consciousness is another bubble of reality. So the things that we push against tend to stick around. Until polarity pulls us out of it, we get bored with it, we get tired of pushing against it. And the stream said all along that, you know, COVID was something that we created <coughs> vibrationally as we create all things vibrationally, driven by fear, expanded via fear, and eventually it would be solved just out of boredom because you fear something for so long and you hold yourself in that low vibration for so long, you're eventually just going to tire of that and polarity is going to pull you out of that vibration and the solving of it will unfold. They said that months ago and here we're seeing that happen. I know it's not over, but we're dealing with it differently. We have used technology. We're learning how to deal with it. We're learning how to get back to quote unquote normal life. And I, I went to a, a, a place on Sunday that I uh, used to love to go to before the pandemic. And it has never been the same since the pandemic. It was shut down for a while and then it opened back up and then she got shut down again. And then you had to wear a mask and you had to socially distance and you had to wait in line to get in. And I was so pleased to go last Sunday and walk in and it was just business as usual. Not one mask, not one person freaking out about masks or no mask. It was just everybody was so ready just to get out and have a good time. And, you know, vax or no vax, I, you know, I have no idea what everybody's status was and I don't care because it's not my business. So that's a great way to operate life. But if you want to get down into judgment and fear and labels and labeling yourselves in such a way that you are categorizing yourself, putting yourself out there, expecting someone to judge you for it, and then being upset about that judgment, well, you're creating that scenario. So be what you want to be, be any of these things. And I'm going to imagine with the hashtags we're probably going to use, we have some new people listening to this that probably haven't listened before. So this isn't about not having your label. It's just not allowing that label to be a tool of judgment or fear. That's what that's about. Anything else from you, Wendy? No, I just want to thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for the, the chance to come up here and uh, talk, talk with you. And yeah, I've learned a lot, my, learned even more today. And yeah, awesome. Well, thank you for bringing these topics. I love new topics. I love exploring new things. And you certainly, like I said, I had to do some Googling when you, you told me you want to talk about this. So I, I definitely appreciate you coming on and being so open and sharing it all. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you like what we shared and inspired you to think differently, even for just a moment, then I have something that you're absolutely going to love. We've created a full 90-minute masterclass called Awakening to Abundance. In this class, I've condensed all the knowledge I've acquired from a lifetime of being guided by the stream's wisdom, the teachings shared in my books, and in our very successful Taya Bootcamp program that has changed hundreds of lives all over the world. I've condensed this into a 90-minute lesson that will activate your transformation to Awakening to Abundance. If you've been listening for a while, you know that I'm not about new age stuff. I'm not about fairy dust and rainbows. I am much more into the practical application of universal law in our lives, effective tools for life transformation. So just go to the stream of David masterclass.com. Again, that's the stream of David masterclass.com and set aside 90 minutes to change your life. You're absolutely going to love what you find there. Thank you.